0: Deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now.
1: Friend, welcome to part three. Of God's remedy for rejection. And friend, there are many evidences of being rejected. I'm going to read some of them out for you now. You know, a lot of people don't think they suffer from some form of rejection, but we do. We don't even realize it. Are you excessively shy? Do you have difficulty in loving others? Are you self-critical? Do you criticize others? Do you seek approval from others at all costs? Do you have an overattention to clothes and looks? Are you a perfectionist? Do you suffer from self-hate? Are you a procrastinator, have a fear of failure, extravagant, you have a difficulty of forgiving others, or even an attitude of superiority, friend, these could be indicators that you're suffering from rejection and what many people do is that they turn to addictions when they are so hurt inwardly, when they have so many wounds. You know, they go for drugs or food or alcohol or whatever else they're addicted to, even porn. Uh, These things bring temporary happiness, a temporary reprieve from the feeling of pain on the inside. And friend, that's something that God wants to break in your life. If you're one of those people who's addicted to something, the Lord knows what it is. Say, Lord, you know, no matter how long I've been suffering with this, there's an opportunity for it to be broken. I believe that it can be broken. Friend, consider rejection to be the root of the tree. We were born with rejection, in fact. Adam and Eve were sent out of God's presence in Genesis 3.24. And Adam passed this rejection to us through his lineage, through his flesh, through the Adamic sin nature. We receive a form of rejection and subsequent shame. When we receive Christ, however, the full restoration of our soul begins. Addictions are merely the surface fruit of a deeper issue of rejection, and it's the most prevalent issue that leads to addiction. You know, we have a lot of frustration in this society. Frustration on the surface, but we don't really know what's causing this frustration. But frustration is the branch that leads to the deeper root of rejection. And I believe that the increasing prevalence of addictions are merely indicators of increasing inward pain and the wounds of being rejected, either by a parent or a teacher or a friend or, or just somebody else. friend. But like I said, there's a measure that we're born with that we have to overcome. You know, there's a descent of negative emotions that occurs. You know, people are rejected, so they distance themselves and they withdraw themselves and they become lonely. And then they start feeling sorry for themselves, which is self-pity, because they are lonely. Then they get depressed. And because they're in this cycle, they feel hopeless. Hopeless that they're unable to get out of the cycle. And sometimes people cut themselves or hurt themselves for attention. They're really seeking attention. Will someone acknowledge my pain? That's when they hurt themselves. And finally, they consider the last option, which is death or suicide, and friend, knowing the realities of eternal destinations, either heaven or hell. Many people have taken the option of suicide without realizing the full eternal repercussions of that decision, and that is very sad, friend. They think that suicide is a way out. It's an end to the pain. But if we believe the New Testament text, especially and Luke 16, of the torments of hell, then friend, Suicide is not the end of that pain. It's merely the beginning of eternal separation from God and torment. And that's what the Bible says, friend. We have to go with the truth, even though it sounds horrific. Now in Mark nine twenty-three, it says, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. That's Jesus speaking right? If you can believe, the onus is on us and our belief system. The trouble is that many of us have believed lies, or we've embraced ungodly beliefs about ourselves as truth, then Satan can send us down this negative spiral that I just gave, from rejection, to loneliness, to self-pity, to depression, to hopelessness, hurting oneself, and finally death or suicide. And arguably the path that I've just given is the one of the passive person as they respond to rejection. Remember yesterday I gave three categories, the defensive person, the fighter, and the passive person. It's really the passive person who will ultimately take their life because they offer no resistance. And that's probably the most dangerous characteristic of all for somebody who's experienced rejection. But John 17:17 17, 17 says sanctify them by your truth your word is truth Jesus is speaking sanctify them father by your truth your word father is truth Do not let your negative emotions define you, friend. Do not let your negative experiences become truth for you. The Word of God is truth. May I remind you that if you go to our website and click on Your Bountiful Inheritance, we have about 35 or so characteristics of what Christ won for us on the cross, and it's your job to print them out and underline them in your Bible, and speak them out of your own mouth and appropriate them for your own life, friend. We must identify ourselves with Christ, not with these experiences that occurred in the past. And you'd say, you know, how do I let these things go? Well, I'm going to offer up a time of prayer shortly, okay? And I want you to engage in that prayer the best you can, wherever you are, okay? So we're going to pray about these issues, all right, friend? But what can we stand on? What words can we stand on? Well, friend, let me just say plainly that Jesus took your rejection, He took your shame, or better known as reproach in the Old English. Isaiah 53 verse 3 says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Wow. Friend, Jesus took your rejection. It began in the Garden of Gethsemane when he began the process of finally embracing separation from God temporarily. And on the cross, it says God looked away and Jesus became sin for us. God could not look on his own son because he became sin because he's a holy God. And it's at that very instant that Jesus said in Aramaic, Eloi, Eloi, lama, sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was in that instant when he became sin that the father turned away and Jesus was forsaken. And Jesus took our rejection, friend. He took every kind of rejection. Rejection from his closest friends, even Judas, a disciple who betrayed him. Jesus has felt that betrayal for you. He's felt the shame of betrayal, and he's felt the rejection of men. In Matthew 21:42, it says, Jesus is speaking, Have you never read in the scripture, The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Friend, Jesus was the stone that primarily the Jews rejected. They did not receive him as Messiah. They said, let the curse be upon us and our children's children. And friend, the Jews have suffered greatly since that statement. Okay. But God is also going to save Israel. There's a time when attention will be brought back to them and God will bring them back into the holy branch. Okay. Many Jews in these last days are coming to the knowledge of Christ and making him saviour. Many people think that the Jew doesn't need Jesus. Well, if that were the case, Peter wouldn't be sent to the Jew, right? That was his mandate, just as Paul's mandate was to be sent to the Gentiles, right? The Jews still need Jesus, friend. And there's many Messianic Jews, even on television, are doing a fantastic job making their own people aware of the importance of receiving Christ, all right? Everybody needs to receive Jesus. Genteel, Jew, the whole nine yards, the whole bunch, amen? Then we have another verse, Peter 2.24, which says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. And this is a healing scripture. Many people use it, you know. I've used it before. But if you look it up in the Greek, it's a full encompassing definition. Not only is it sin here, okay, this word, hamartia, it's also wrongdoing, but particularly guilt, the moral consequence of sin. So Jesus bore your guilt in his own body on the tree as well as your sins, friend. He took that guilt when you were tampered with as a child. He took that guilt when you were bullied growing up. He took that shame okay? Don't identify with those horrible instances and and memories, okay? We're going to pray shortly, but I believe that God's going to take these things away. Friend, our congregation is gutsy, you know? They sit before us every Wednesday night, and we get into some meat. You know, I've said, you know, do some open-heart surgery on these people, and there's crying and weeping sometimes when the Holy Spirit moves, but we need to have the gumption to offer up our heart for open-heart surgery and allow the Lord to heal our rejection and take our shame upon him, Because he's already done it. We just need to transfer it from us and put it on his shoulders. Amen. So as I've said, friend, rejection can be a stumbling block for people. I'm sure you can relate to some of the things that I've said. And God's bringing these things to your attention all right, for personal application, to restore personal relationships in your life. You know, God may be calling you to do a Bible study, but you're shy. And and he's saying, no, I want you to do this. He's like, Lord, but I'm shy. I don't want to do that. Listen, God's causing you to grow. But as you overcome that rejection by his blood, you're then going to be able to move on and do what God has called you to do. Many people are held back today because they have these issues and God's calling them into something else. But he's trying to restore and heal you so he can take you into his perfect will. Amen. And here's the kicker. You're wanting God to do some stuff in your life. And he's saying to you, I need to restore your heart in certain areas. I need to chip off some character issues before I elevate and promote you into the thing that you desire. So you're not waiting on God, friend. He's waiting on you to get your heart right before the next move. And another thing I feel like I should say, you might be the best parent in the world, but your children might suffer from rejection in other ways, okay? You may have done a great job, but they could have been bullied at school, okay? They may feel isolated. They may have peer pressure issues occurring that you don't even realize, all right? So give yourself a break. You may be a great parent, all right? Don't keep thinking that every consequence of what's happened to your kids is your fault. No, it isn't, all right? You're going to have to seek God on that, okay? I can't answer that for you. That's something that the Holy Spirit can do. But don't take up what Jesus already took for you, friend. Let it all go. Jesus took your reproach. And like I said, you know, if you desire a more intimate setting to pray for key areas in your life, we can do so. Shoot me an email and say, you know what, I was one of those cases that you were speaking about on the radio. I'm suffering from these symptoms and I can't seem to break the cycle. And I want personal one-on-one counseling and or coaching. And friend, you know, we can call it all these fanciful words, but it's basically the Holy Spirit ministering to you, okay? Well, I'm just a man made of dust like everybody else, but if the Holy Spirit moves in word of knowledge and wisdom, he can show you key areas where these things occurred in your formative years, all right? So I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to uh, be a part of that healing process as the Lord leads, amen? But let's enter into a time of prayer right now. Father God, we thank you and praise you. We thank you right now that the people hearing my voice, they've said, you know what? I have a rejection issue. I want it to be resolved. I thank you, Holy Spirit that you are bringing their remembrance to the thing that happened to them long ago and restoring their heart right now. Just give it to the Lord Jesus, friend. Don't keep it anymore. You've got to verbalize it. You've got to say it out of your mouth. I don't want this anymore. I am giving it to you right now, and I am never going to take it back. Okay. And he is taking that very issue right now from your hands as you've offered it to him by an act of your will. And Father, I speak healing and restoration in the heart of the person. I plead the blood of Jesus from head to toe. I thank you, Lord, that you are touching the heart. The healing balm of Gilead is going on your heart, friend. And God is healing and restoring symptoms in your heart that have caused you to act in contrast to Christ's character. And Jesus is restoring that even now. I thank you and praise you, Lord, that there are new days ahead for my friend. There's a new time ahead and that you would seek us if he needs more counseling and he's open to that. We are open to, to praying for him one on one. But I know today, Lord, there has been a work begun in this person's heart. I thank you. Lord. I can see just chains and burdens falling off people right now. I can see them just falling off. I can see arrows pulled out of the back. I can see, you know, just wounds being healed right now. Just Jesus is rubbing your shoulders and he is healing your heart the burdens of you carried are no longer their friend
0: you've been listening to carl joseph and the lions unchained podcast carl is a minister who's witnessed god's supernatural power to save heal and deliver carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs societal trends technology cults and end time events all through a biblical lens Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button.